You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good afternoon. Uh, doing well. You know, still enjoying that nice rain. We've been mm-hmm, having it for, mm-hmm. since yesterday, so it's been mm-hmm. pretty nice. Is it the rainstorm that was brought up by that hurricane? Is that what you're experiencing down there? That's what I'm wondering, yeah, because it's been, it's been a pretty slow, steady rain for uh, quite a few hours, actually, straight. You know, we've had breaks in between, but uh, yeah, it's been nice, nice, lovely rainstorm. It'd be nice if we can get some rain on these uh, these protesters to kind of chill them out a little bit. Don't you think that would kind of, <laughs> right. I mean, at the same time, you know, you got to, uh, that would probably knock down the tear gas too. It'd be kind of largely ineffective, wouldn't it? So, you know, I went back and I was I was listening to the one we did yesterday and it's like, it's just, the, these people are just out of control. How much longer are we going to allow as I'm talking about is just concerned citizens. How much longer are we going to sit back and idly do nothing and without voicing an opinion to people that make the decisions at the federal level? How much longer are you going to allow your elected officials to sidestep this? Yeah, guys like Jerry Nadler coming out saying, oh, Antifa's a myth. Antifa's a myth. A myth. The media is calling the protesters peaceful. They're blinding federal officers. We talked yesterday. There were there were somewhere in the neighborhood of about fourteen. I think it was fourteen or fifteen federal federal officers that had been wounded in the last twenty four hours. By the time we finished to later on yesterday evening, there were an additional forty that were injured after yeah. the, after that. Yeah. So that yeah. was just in one day. So at what point, like if if you've got if you got quote protesters out there, if you've got domestic terrorists, that's what they are. If you've got them mm-hmm. out there causing harm to federal officers and they're trying to set fire to the federal courthouse and burn it down with all the people inside of it, um, that's I, I'm sorry, how's that not attempted murder? Isn't it? I mean, like they're knowingly doing it, right? You're doing harm to people. Antifa's stated goal is to what? Kill cops. Right. What was their marching mantra a couple of years ago? What do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them now? Don't you remember that? So they obviously don't care about that. So the question becomes, how do you stop it? Or do you? Because they'll continue to go and go and go and go and take and take and take and push and push and push until they're pushed back on. Right now, we've just got fences up and you got federal officers that are just standing there. They're just standing there. So there's no retaliation. So where, where do you go with it? You know, I'll leave that up to the uh, I'll just leave that one hanging in the air right there, because eventually push is going to come to shove, because right now these these thugs in the streets, these rioters, they haven't actually met real resistance yet. They've just been going after easy targets. You notice that they've been going after businesses and helpless people that are in the cities that have been disarmed. They haven't actually met real resistance yet for anything they've done. So that becomes the concern later down the line. But anyway, I guess not all is lost. 22 have been arrested in the District of Portland. Uh, and this was put out yesterday by the uh, the states, United States Attorney General's office uh, in the District of Oregon. 22 have been arrested facing federal charges after a weekend protest at the federal courthouse in Portland, which is the one they're trying to burn down. Charges include assaulting federal officers. Never would have guessed that one, would you? Yeah, no, of course not. Failing to obey lawful... Protest. Oh, yeah. Peaceful protest. They're out there with balloons and and peace symbols. Those are the symbols of of love, Bruce. Pains Mm -hmm. me you can't see that. Failing to obey lawful orders, you think? Really? Never would have guessed that one. And operating a drone in restricted airspace. They've gone technological. 
I mean, I know they're out there with mm. leaf blowers and Molotov cocktails and ball bearings and glass bottles and bricks, but now they've got drones up? Oh, and lasers. Sorry, I forgot about lasers. So what do they need drones for? What, what do they need drones for? That doesn't make any sense to me. Surveillance, right? It's to track movements of where law enforcement are, you know, uh, to kind of help organizing. I, I can mm-hmm. see the use of it. The, the one that, okay, so this one actually bugs me because I don't fully understand it, but the whole failing to obey law enforcement or whatever it was what the one uh-huh. what was the uh, one failing, that, to, uh, failing to, to obey yeah failing to obey lawful orders yeah okay that one's always bugged me because i i, I just i don't quite understand that one I'm, I'm i'm sorry but law enforcement doesn't really have the authority to tell you what to do you get what i'm saying like it's a yeah it's one, but that one's kind of gray for me it, it, yeah, that's, no, that's a really it. shady one yeah I, I get it but you're also looking at an aspect of okay these are You've been ordered to disperse, right? You're you're on federal property. You've been ordered off of it. That's a lawful order. You know, if you're on federal grounds and they say, OK, it's time for you to leave, then they can charge you with that if you don't do it. Right. See, but that's stupid. Why why charge you with that when you could just say you're trespassing at that point? I mean, we already have laws in, in, in that case. Right. I mean, it's. It feels like when they when they pull that one out, it's just trying to pile on a whole bunch of other stuff on them mm-hmm. just to try to see which one will stick. And I really don't like that kind of a system. Either you have the evidence to prove they were trespassing or they were assaulting or what what have you, right? If you can't prove that, then don't go saying, well, you know, they they failed to follow lawful orders. It's kind of, yeah, I, it, I don't know. It just it yeah, feels I see shady. what you're saying. Yeah. So eight people have been charged for alleged criminal conduct during a protest beginning July 25th, uh, 2020, and continuing to the early morning hours of July 26, 2020. Rebecca Gonzalez, Moda 37, Stephen O'Donnell, 65, a 65-year-old is out there in the midst of all this. A 65-year-old. I guess communism knows no age, does it? Thomas Johnson, 33. He must have been the he must have been one of the deans or something at the uh, the university there in Portland. Uh, right. Uh, let me see. Nathan uh, Ardonic Snow, uh, 21. Joshua Webb, 22. Pablo Acevedo, 26. Doug Dean, 34, all charged with assaulting federal officers. Richard Lins at 33 is charged with operating a drone in restricted airspace. He must be the one technologically inclined person. So, uh, yeah, and they go on and on and on. But the oldest one out of all of them, these are all people in their 20s and early 30s. So these are college students and or college professors, in my opinion. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the one there. Like I said, he was probably an administrator of some kind or, you know, whatever. But 65 years old, dude, go home, right? Turn the game on or something, yeah. right? Just, just or, or go. Or just what, what, what game? That's the problem. Yeah, what game? But, yeah, they're all being shut down again yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look at Bernie, right? He's an old communist. Yeah, but Bernie's not going to. Yeah, Bernie's old school commie, though. I mean, he's not going to be out there in, mm. in the streets. Not now. I mean, he was on the streets back in the 60s. He was being dragged away by right. cops, but right. he's not going to be out there now. A position. He has a position now, though, as a as a senator. So, well, and, you know, running for president and whatnot. So he can't be out there on the streets just for the image. Oh, yeah. This is when we talked about the uh, the structure of socialism. He's an open guy. He's out there. He, he right. proclaims that he's a socialist. So he can't be out there on the lines like that. He can go out and march in a protest in like one of the peaceful ones, a real peaceful one in whatever message that they're carrying. As a matter of fact, he did that along with Elizabeth Warren and all the other Democrats that were out there. Uh, it was like on Martin Luther King Day or something. They were out, you know, you know, the type, right? You, you know, the, the message they were mm-hmm. trying to send. Mm-hmm. So he was out there for that. He can do that, but he can't be out taking part in something like this. 
That's not possible. Right. People like him don't do that. If someone comes out as an open person, like when I say person, I'm talking about an open socialist as an open member, which Bernie says openly he's a democratic socialist, right? Which, I mean, mm-hmm. we went over the mm-hmm. fact there is no such thing, but he's an open socialist. So when you do that, when you come out like that, that means he will openly carry the message. So he cannot under any circumstances, be seen as someone who's out there endorsing this type of antagonism. Can't happen. So this is why he's distanced himself from this. You notice he hasn't said anything on any of this. You hear all the politicians and all the people behind the scenes talking about peaceful protests. Senator Schumer, right? Chuck Schumer, New York, talking about peaceful protests. Nancy Pelosi in the House, peaceful protests. Notice Bernie hasn't said that because Bernie is a socialist. He's an open socialist. These others are not, not openly anyway. So Bernie can't be seen as associating with that, even though behind the scenes, his revolutionary fervor allows him to, I don't want to say endorse, but um, it allows him to accept what's happening. As a matter of fact, he, he would endorse what's happening. But as an open socialist, he can't do it because he has to be seen as, you know, the, the peaceful, benign guy. Right. So he can't do that. Right. That has to be left to the revolutionaries behind the scenes. That has to be left to the concealed members, the organizers, the, those those particular levels of people. Someone like Bernie's going to be the guy in the suit that comes out to give the speech. That's all he's good for. He's going to carry the message openly, but he can't be out there behind the scenes doing that kind of work because, I mean, that would negate his value as an open person, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, yeah, 22 arrests, far too little as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Up to Seattle. You know, we got to go a little bit north, right? The Seattle mayor, Jenny Durkin. Do you remember her, right? The woman who said it was going to be a summer of love and chaz. You remember that one? Mm, Yeah. 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 So she's come out now and she's accused the president of sending federal forces to riot plagued cities as a dry run for martial law. She's saying this is a dry. That's her actual quote. This is a dry run for martial law. She thinks that by sending in federal troops to restore law and order to federal property, I might add, that's a dry run for martial law. Lady, your city's being burned to the ground. You're doing nothing. You've turned your back on law and order itself. You've told the police chief to stand down. The Seattle police chief, Carmen Best, to her credit, at least she's come out publicly and said, look, my hands are tied. There's nothing more I can do. And rumor has it there's going to be an election next year for the mayor of Seattle. Rumor has it she might step up and run for that position. And if she does, I hope she does well. But Mm -hmm. I have to give her credit, at least, for saying, look, she wants to enforce the law. She wants her officers to be able to enforce the law. But ultimately, the police chief in any city answers to the mayor. So you can't overrule the mayor when it comes to that. Right. <laughs> or can you? <laughs> I mean, if it comes well, to I mean, if it comes down to total anarchy, I'm sorry, you have to enforce the law. You have to, in my yeah. opinion, in my opinion, you know, yeah. mayor be damned. You have to enforce the law. We have to have law and order. If you had an enforcement of law and order in the city of Seattle, you never would have had Chaz or CHOP, whatever it was. Of course, that got shut down the day after what? They showed up at her house, the mayor's house. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're dangerous people. We've got to shut those people down. Yeah. See, lady, when they come to your doorstep, they will come for the the, the mobs will come for all these people that are capitulating now. They, I mean, it always happens. But anyway, um, she was on CNN on. Let me see. She was on CNN yesterday. She said, we don't need the help that the president's offering. And in fact, I think the president's actions directly escalated and were responsible for what happened this weekend, meaning the, quote, peaceful protesters that went down through and destroyed whole city blocks, including the Starbucks underneath 
of the apartment complex of the ESPN radio announcer, Mr. Gallant or whatever his name was. Many people who were interviewed by the media said that they came to protest because of what's happening in Portland. What's happening in Portland? What's that got to do with what's going on in Seattle? What, you're, you're going to protest and you're going to riot in another city to stand in solidarity with what's happening in another city? How in the hell much sense does that make? And on top of that, they're trying to burn down a courthouse. They're trying to kill people. They've openly said that they're trying to kill people, including police officers, federal officers at that. And so you're going to protest, even if it's a peaceful protest, you're going to show a peaceful protest in solidarity with that? How far are we fallen? The president's actions escalated and were responsible for it. So, okay, so by Trump taking action because this lady refused to, it's now his fault that the protests have happened? It's his fault? The protest itself was billed as something in solidarity with Portland. And so today, I requested the Department of Homeland Security, since there was no actions directed against the federal properties here, and uh, to ask them to remove hmm. the standby team that they have, because I believe it has escalated things here in Seattle. We've seen violence night after night in Portland. We don't want that happening in Seattle. Lady, that's already happening. That's already happening. On top of that, like I said yesterday, you're going to cut 50% from your police department. You're talking about abolishing the municipal courts. I like how she says that there was no damage or anything or no on the um, federal buildings. Did you not see the fireworks that they were firing at the federal buildings? Did you not see the rows of, of rioters trying to pull down the fences and whatnot around the facilities? Yeah, of course. I did no see damage, that. though. Yeah, I did see that. No, I, I was directing it at her. Oh, yes. Uh, a, a Starbucks was destroyed in the protest. A construction site for a juvenile detention facility was set on fire. That I did see. Seattle police officers were burned when protesters threw explosive devices at them, which is what you just talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of what's happening here is not peaceful. This is, by the way, this is a um, this is the interviewer talking to the mayor said a lot of what's happening uh, here is not peaceful. This is just violent and destructive. And the president says he thinks mayors like you are refusing to help. And those stand by forces because he says he's offering it. Does he have a point? And she says, no, the president's actions clearly have escalated things in Seattle and across the country. Lady, is that all you know how to say? Is that like, is that all she knows how to say? Is just, oh, it's Trump's mm -hmm. fault. It's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. Like these people are a broken record. I was just talking to a number of mayors throughout the country who saw a similar thing that people wanting to act out against the president and his administration coming to the streets. They're not out there to protest Trump, lady. They're out mm -hmm. there to burn your city to the ground. They're out there calling for an overthrow of the entire system, not Trump. I get it that Trump's a um, he, he's a little bit of a, um, I guess, a little bonus in this, if you will, if they can overthrow the system. But that's not what they're out there about. That's not what they're out there protesting about. They're out there protesting the fact that they want capitalism abolished. That's because this is a Marxist revolution. Well, Maoist revolution to taking it to the next extreme. But the basis of it is cultural Marxism. So this is not about Trump, lady. And she knows that. She knows that. She's just placating to the stupidity of the people that are actually sitting there watching her on TV. I believe if you look at what happened yesterday and Sunday again, it was peaceful. We've had a number of peaceful protests. <laughs> wow. And what we've seen is every time this president promises to sow division, he's successful at it. I can't handle it. I can't. I can't handle it. So law and order is divisive? Uh, yes, Bruce. Law and order is divisive. And enforcing the law is divisive. And having... Having people brought in to enforce the law when you refuse to, as an elected official, to represent that city or that state, yes, that's divisive. It's divisive technically between a federal and a state level. I'll give it that because when you have the <laughs> well, yeah. when you have the state refusing to do it or the locale refusing to do it, then by obligation just alone, the feds have to step in. I'm sorry, right. you know, that's a federal overreach. I don't like it, but. It's either that or we descend well, into chaos and the whole city becomes Chaz. It's not necessarily overreach because 
technically this is being reserved around federal buildings is where they're, they're um, you know, yes. the, the quote unquote troops are. So they're, they're defending what's theirs technically. Well, doesn't this concern you, Bruce? I mean, clearly, I'm going to quote the mayor here. She says, clearly, he's targeted cities run by Democratic mayors. He said so himself. Yes, because you idiots won't do your jobs. If you go into the rest of the quote there, he says specifically that these riots are happening in these Democratic run cities and they're not taking action against them. So, yeah, he is specifically targeting you because exactly that you're not doing anything. He's using law enforcement as a political tool. And she hates to see it. You know, she she really hates to see it. She says mm-hmm. this is, you know, she said we're, we're seeing a dry run for martial law. This is a president that's using law enforcement and federal forces, federal forces. You hear this for political purposes. And that should be chilling to every American lady. You're using uncontrolled mobs of thugs in the streets to burn down society, to make the public capitulate to your political demands. That should be chilling to every American, not a president that wants to step in and enforce the law because you won't. You're advocating and enabling anarchy and chaos. The the hypocrisy of these people. I mean, it's real. It's real. Unbelievable. You got anything else on that? Nope. That that, uh, that kind of steams me. All right. Now, of course, you've got protests that are obviously in Portland, Tempe, Arizona and Austin, Texas. Portland has 61 consecutive nights of unrest out. 61. Nah, it's it's all peaceful. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. No problem. Mike Tavares, a former NFL player who frequents rallies in Portland, told the audience that bur- I actually agree with this guy burning that building down. He's talking about the, the courthouse burning that building down does not help black people. He's right. He's absolutely right. But again, it's not about. George Floyd or police brutality or, you know, uh, standing in solidarity with blacks. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a means to an end. Right. Marxism is the goal. The overthrow of the, the current system is the goal. So it is. So there was another rally outside of the Multnomah County Justice Center. Uh, stand for children organizer Ilona Wilson seemed to encourage the street demonstrations to continue. She says this needs to be the last civil rights movement. The last civil rights movement. You hear that? Uh, she told the crowd. Fences outside the federal court, federal courthouse in Portland have recently been reinforced with concrete and federal agents used a loudspeaker to tell the crowds to leave it be. Yeah, like they're going to listen to that. This is the Federal Protective Service. The announcement said, according to a newspaper, do not attempt to damage, remove enter or climb the fence around the federal courthouse. Failure to do so may result in arrest or use of crowd control munitions. Um, You've arrested 25. Where are the crowd control munitions? Fellas, uh, leaf blowers and tear gas ain't getting it done. You come at them with leaf blowers and tear gas. They're coming back at you with bricks, bottles, Molotov cocktails and ball bearings. And they're blinding you sometimes for life. I I find it funny. I'm looking at this photo here at a Black Lives Matter protest. These are all white people. Yep. Demonstrators sit and kneel as tear gas fills the air during a Black Lives Matter protest at the Marco Hatfield uh, United States Courthouse on Sunday. These are all white people. Every person I'm looking at in this this photo, they're all white people. Unbelievable. Well, you know, they're also trying to blame these protests on right wing extremists. They're saying that yeah, the right wing no extremists there. are taking no, over. There, there's no connection there. Like, it's OK. I, I get no. that in, a, in the, the head of a wound up lunatic, like one of these morons that are mm-hmm. out there. Right. I understand that because that's what they've been brought up to believe. But. In reality, that's not happening. That That's just not happening. No. Same thing if you go to a supermarket or something. There's no race war going on. It's just it's not happening. So everything they're being told is, is just nothing but a bunch of bull. They're existing in their little echo chambers in their little bubbles. Let's jump up to New York. New York Governor Cuomo, your favorite guy. I think I think this is one of your one of your uh, your politicians that you admire. Yes. Mm, I, I can't yes. remember. Mm-hmm. 
So something about this guy you, you just like? Yeah, okay. He calls an outdoor concert illegal and reckless, right? But he allows the mass protest to continue. See, if you're a BLM protester or you're you're an Antifa protester, that's perfectly fine. So if you're if you're out there advocating for an overthrow of the the uh, the system and you want to bring in Marxism as a replacement to this uh, this failed capitalist system that promotes nothing but injustice and inequality, then that's okay. That's fine. But if you're someone that wants to put on a concert, then that's illegal and it's reckless. Andrew Cuomo has now launched an investigation into what he called an illegal and reckless concert put on by the the chain smokers. I don't know. Uh, over the weekend, this comes as riots continue throughout the city without legal action. The chain smokers—I don't even know what that is. Right? Is that a is that a group? Is that a band? What? I don't know. The chain smokers took the lead at a drive-in concert in the Hamptons on Saturday, but it faced heavy criticism after it was revealed that the fans did not remain in their cars during the show. So Cuomo tweeted a video of the concert that clearly showed attendees outside their vehicles in close proximity, saying that videos from a concert in, held in Southampton on Saturday show egregious social distancing violations. I'm wondering if his brother was down there gaining coverage of that because he has a house in the Hamptons, doesn't he? Yeah. So uh-huh. just for clarity, uh, the Chainsmokers is uh, electronic DJs. I got you. Okay. So it's a techno thing or whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he continued by saying that he was appalled and that the Department of Health will conduct an investigation concluding that we have no tolerance for the illegal and reckless endangerment of the public. See that, Bruce? He has no tolerance. He has no tolerance mm. for that. None. See, he's all, he's concerned about public health, you see. He's concerned about nah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sure, I have a tweet sure right here. Is. Yep. I, I have a tweet right here. Videos from a concert held in Southampton Saturday show egregious social distancing violations. I am appalled, he says. Yeah, you're a hypocrite. I, I, I have nothing nice to say to him or about him. <laughs> uh, but yes, well... If you want to have a concert, well, you see what happens. Same thing if you're a restaurant in New York and you want to actually have your business open. You want to serve some uh, some chicken wings or a slice of pie. Can't do that either, can you? If you're an Asian restaurant, you're a Chinese restaurant, you can't serve pot stickers. Can't serve egg rolls. Egg rolls are not a meal any longer, apparently. You ever Have you ever been down to Chinatown? You get the big giant egg rolls. Yeah, the big ones. That right there. Those things could always, almost be a meal in and of itself. Mm-hmm. They can. But apparently, I mean, you get but, some uh, good ones. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're you a do. Meal. Or, or the wontons. You get the crab, like the, uh, yeah. the, the, the wontons, the uh, crab rangoon wontons. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. But apparently, according to Governor Cuomo, those are not meals, right? Because if you're a bar, then you need to serve nutritional things of sustenance mm. or whatever, however you put it. But yes. Mm, um, and, so. and you see, the bad businesses, right? The bad bars, the ones that are bad, you're going to make it worse for everyone else. Does that apply to these concert goers? You gonna make it bad for everyone so, else? Uh, you know, honestly, here's what here's what I think. I think every one of these businesses should open up. No, no social distancing rules, no mask rules, and I do the, too. Flip the bird to to this um, tyrannical governor. I, I do too. Yeah, I think that should point, happen across you know? the country. I'm serious. I think that should happen yep. across the country, and I'll tell you why. Yep. What's gonna happen if you open five million small businesses across the country? What's the government gonna do? What are they gonna do? Because I guarantee you, if we the people get back to business as normal, if we get back to business as usual, they're not going to know what to do. What, are they going to send in people to crack you over the head, drag you out of your business? I don't think so. See, the problem is, is we have a lot of good minded people still left in America. I'm not talking about the idiots out there in the streets and the, the lunatics in the colleges. OK, I'm not talking about them. Those people, I'm, I'm not sure even what to do with them at this point. I don't know if you can sit down and even try and, and deprogram them or, or what. Because they're just screaming hysterics. 
So I'm not sure what to even do with them. But a majority of people, that silent majority of people, I know you hear that term a lot, but that silent majority of people, we're the good minded people that don't want to ruffle any feathers, right? That's how it is. You come across somebody and you say, oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be any trouble. Well, you know something? We need to ruffle some feathers. Now, that can be however you want, but we need to ruffle some feathers. We are the majority of what goes on in that country and around the world. The mobs in the streets are, are just a loud minority. That's all that is. Now, there's an agenda behind what these people are doing. There's a bigger agenda behind it. And you say, well, yeah, but you know, that's all about overthrowing capitalism. Well, is it? Coming up on Friday, we mentioned it yesterday, coming up on Friday, we're going to be talking about the agenda of societal change. And it's more than what you're seeing. As a matter of fact, we found out some pretty shocking stuff today, didn't we, Bruce? That we're not yep. quite ready to, to, to reveal just yet. But coming up on Friday, we're going to have that. So make sure you're tuned in for Friday. But anyway, on with this. North Korea was the only country in the world that didn't have any COVID cases. It was amazing. They did such a good job, didn't you think, Bruce? Mm, yes. They, they, I mean, they did so it, great. You know, just ignore the report that we talked about earlier in the pandemic when they executed a guy for coughing. Oh, no, 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 but, no. Yeah. See, that was no. See, that was that that was a complete misunderstanding. Uh, and it was just. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was something that was, was found not to be true. Right. It was just it, that was U.S. propaganda is all that was. He he failed to he, he failed to uh, obey a lawful order. Yes. Uh, clearly. Okay. <laughs> I had to throw that now. In now you're getting now. Now you see you're coming around to it now. Yeah, that's that's exactly uh, uh, what happened. It's exactly what happened. North Korea reported its first coronavirus case. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reported on excuse me. The Wall G Journal reported on the Sunday. <laughs> sorry. The case occurred in the city of Kaesong about a thousand miles south of Pyongyang and forced dictator Kim Jong-un to enact maximum emergency protocol in the country. I'm not quite sure what that is, but he says everyone needs to face up to the reality of emergency. Is he alive then? Have we determined that he's actually um, alive? Maybe. Uh, so technically these these edicts and whatnot could come out without him being alive. So and they're just using him as, you know, the scapegoat, if you will. Or But I, I kind of think he is alive. I just don't think his health is in the best. His health is not in the best state, I don't think. OK, now I read a story a few days ago about a South Korean defector from the north who swam back to North Korea. I read about that uh, a few days ago and I thought, what? what, what is that all about? But now North Koreans, which this is where this comes in. North Korean state media alleged the infected person was an escapee to South Korea who left three years ago. That story makes sense now, mm. doesn't it? The person yeah. reportedly displayed some symptoms of COVID-19 after crossing the border back into North Korea. Why would you go back into North Korea? I don't know too many people that have done that, except for Trump. Trump did that. His first U.S. president, you know, he stepped over the line, <laughs> the 38th parallel. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I do believe. He was just standing there and all of a sudden he's that. like, yep, I'll go across. <laughs> and the media was there like, oh, look what he did. Oh, it's just uh, it's so disrespectful. Look at. Yeah, sure. Uh -huh. uh, the emergence of COVID-19 occurs at a troubling time for North Korea. The United Nations recently condemned Pyongyang's violation of oil sanctions weeks before the Kim regime refused to meet with American diplomats while cutting off diplomatic communications with the South. Uh, in May, a whirlwind of series later disproven rumors alleged that alleged that Kim Jong-un had died. OK, so he's not dead. He's dead. He's not dead. The, the sisters come out. She's going to be the new one. Now she's not. I don't think the media knows. Like all the information, the information that we get from there is very difficult to vet and process just because there is no connection there. There's no they don't have everybody there with a smartphone recording things and posting it on Twitter or something. So it makes it really difficult to get information out of there. 
Honestly, it's just, yeah, okay. It's it. So basically, what you're saying is the whole thing is just speculation. It's not an actual. Yeah. Like, there's no way that we can actually confirm. Yes, it is a secretive state. It's, or it's what they call a hermit state. It is that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, all, all we know is again, someone like this, right? I'm talking about Kim, right? Some someone like him. He's got body doubles, right? I mean, dictators yeah. all throughout history have had body doubles. So even if he is. Uh, even if he is dead, there, there's no reason to think we wouldn't see a body double just in the interim until they can figure out what to do. It still makes me wonder. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm just curious. I, I've always been curious about the North Korean state. I wonder if he's actually alive. But anyway, I wanted to talk about this. Since we're talking about Corona stuff, I wanted to talk about this. This is something that I think is going to burn you up. Uh, and this is the Miami police, right? The Miami police mm-hmm. department. They're setting up. Do you know how they put like uh, speed traps in? You know, they'll put like a camera up somewhere. Yeah. Or the, the cops yeah. will will sit somewhere and like around a corner behind a tree or behind a billboard or something. And they'll wait mm-hmm. when someone comes around the corner. Yeah. Now they're doing the same thing with masks. The Miami police are setting up mask traps, issuing, listen to this, $100 fines to people wearing masks improperly. So it's not even you're not wearing a mask. So we're going to find you. It's not that. It's if you're wearing them improperly, we're going to fine you $100. This is worse than not wearing a mask. So if you if you don't have one on in this case, which, by the way, they don't work anyway. We've gone over that several times and we've talked about why. But if you don't have one on, then they're going to fine you. OK, all right. Yeah, we're seeing that all over the country. But they're taking it to the next level in Miami. And by the way, the mayor in Miami-Dade County was saying uh, we would recommend that you wear your masks at home. Uh, I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. No, no, I, I would say absolutely not. How long is it before they start coming around door to door asking you if you're wearing your mask? You're going to sleep with the things on? Do, do you have any idea how dangerous that is? I, example. All right. I, I ordered one of those. Um, I, I told you about it. I, I, I've talked about it on the podcast before. I, I ordered one of those um, those altitude training masks. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and I've been training with that for quite a number of months now. And it does essentially the same thing, although you can set it, you know, to a certain uh, to a certain altitude, and you can train with that. Essentially, what it is, it's like a dumbbell for cardio. That's all it is. So you're you're essentially adding a dumbbell to your chest. That that's what it does. So it causes your body to work harder. But it's the same concept. They specifically say in there, in all of the the paperwork that comes with the thing, right? Because it restricts your breathing, right? It's designed to put you at a simulated altitude. That's what it's designed to do. So you can train for like mountains and higher altitude and stuff like that because your body reacts differently. So it says in there, all the warning labels and everything inside the packaging, inside the product, do not under any, in bold letters, it says this, and it says it in all languages, do not under any circumstances, whatever you do, do not sleep with this on. Do not fall asleep with it on. If you're tired, take it off. If you feel lightheaded, remove it immediately. So even warning labels inside of products like that that are even less restrictive than a lot of these masks that are on the market. Of course, you can, like I said, you can change the setting on it. So you can go to more restrictive if you choose, but it allows you to control that. But my point is, is that these types of things are being put out by companies that advertise a product that's less restrictive than what we're being told by governments and health officials. Mm-hmm. Why are we not hearing any warnings out of those people? Why are we not hearing warnings of if you're lightheaded, if you're fatigued, remove this immediately? Why are we not being told that? You know, those are being a, I, living in Colorado during the, you know, back in the day and, you know, traipsing around in high altitudes, you know, uh, with outdoor stuff I did. We call that altitude sickness. 
when when you're wearing something like that that restricts your breathing and exact exactly as you're talking about it restricts how much oxygen you get into your into your system those symptoms you're talking about is yep. altitude sickness yes and altitude sickness can be fatal so yeah exactly as you're saying when when you start getting a headache you uh you know or lightheaded or um tired you know those symptoms uh, while you're wearing a mask take it off you know do it asap not not like well, I'll do it here in a bit, or I'll do it when I get no, no, take it off, get you some air, um, and sit down. Yeah. The, the most, the most important thing is, and you, you know this because you lived at altitude for a while. It's sit down. Don't continue to stand and walk. Don't do any of that. Sit down and breathe as normally as you can, slowly. Mm-hmm. Because if you get to a point where you're going to hyperventilate, that's just going to make it worse, and you're going to pass out. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that really helps in those uh, situations as well is be sure to drink plenty of water. That also helps when you when you have more water in your system, it helps thin your blood and it helps oxygen get through your system. Well, see, Bruce, if you follow any of what you and I just said, well, you can be fined up to one hundred dollars. Yeah, this is uh, talking about freaking overreach of federal government coming in and arresting people. This is so far further than the federal government protecting their own buildings. This is an enormous overreach of power. You don't mandate someone wear a, a private product, number one, which I know we already do. We, we do it with insurance and whatnot. You're mandated to have a private product and the government doesn't provide you any subsidy for it. If the government's going to mandate something, then they're, they're going to provide it for you. You know, it makes me wonder. Which I don't how many, agree with either. But. Yeah, it makes me wonder how many of these uh, these state and and federal and, and local lawmakers and public health officials, how much stock do they have in PPE companies? I'm just curious. Right. I, I'm yeah. just curious. Uh, uh-huh. I, honestly, it, it's, it's, it warrants an investigation. Um, you damn right it does. So yeah. listen to this, right? So, it's, been less, yeah. it's been less than two weeks since Miami-Dade County announced it would be fining people for not wearing masks in public. So you had to be fined for not wearing them in public first. They had to take that step first. And once you submit it to that, then they come back at you with this nonsense. Already, Florida media outlets are filled with stories of people cited for wearing masks improperly, lowering masks to sip a drink. Look what happened to Ted Cruz on the airplane for taking a drink of coffee uh-huh. or removing uh-huh. their face coverings once outside of a store. How dare you? How dare you? On Thursday, the Miami Herald reported that the Miami-Dade Police Department has issued... <laughs> Wow. 162 citations for violating the county's mandatory mask ordinance, which comes with a $100 penalty. One woman Mm. says she removed her mask in the parking lot of a Publix grocery store in North Miami Beach when a police officer approached her and wrote her a ticket for not wearing a mask. She told the Miami Herald newspaper that the parking lot was nearly empty and she felt like she was set up by the police. Uh, And she's not Mm -hmm. the only one. Another man was fined while leaving a North Miami Beach Publix uh, because his mask didn't cover his nose. The encounter was captured on video. In it, an officer can be heard telling Gonzalez that improper mask usage is as bad as not wearing a mask at all. Mm. Gonzalez accused the cops of setting up a mask trap and said they threatened him with arrest if he didn't sign the ticket that he was issued. I saw that video. That is true. They said if he didn't sign the ticket, then he would be arrested. That's true. Uh Uh-huh. Under under what kind of authority? Honestly, these people that have gotten a ticket from these law enforcement, they file a lawsuit. Yeah, you shouldn't pay it. All of you get together and file it. Absolutely. Get one lawyer out there. There's got to be one lawyer out there ready to take that case. Got to be one. You know, this is this is what it feels like. Okay, the pandemic has hurt everyone. Right. Uh, (laughs) It's reduced how how much people are traveling. It's reduced uh, how much people are out, which means fewer people are speeding on the roads, which means fewer speeding tickets, which means less revenue for the police department. So they have to come up with some kind of means to make money. Right. 
So they're going to start fining you for not wearing your mask properly. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, if you have a, a medical condition that, that you know, say you have asthma, right? Well, you shouldn't be wearing a mask with asthma, right? So you're supposed to be exempt from this. And uh, yeah, they're not allowed to ask you that information. Like, give me some kind of document proof. You can tell them, but well, it's a, a health condition and, and, and it not actually be a health condition. Which they the can't guy check actually- that. Yeah, the guy, I think the guy act, in the video, I think it, the guy said he had some kind of a condition or something. No, it wasn't that. He was on the phone. He was on the phone. He was mm-hmm. making, he was outside alone. He was making a phone call. And he says, look, I, I'm not going to talk through a mask while I'm on the phone. They can't understand what I'm saying. It's hard enough to understand somebody on a cell phone anyway, right? Half the yeah. time when, when they're outside, depending on what kind of phone they have and what kind of conditions and how they're talking into the phone. So it's hard enough to do that in the first place. This guy's like, look, I'm just pulling it down so I can talk to the person on the phone. And they run up to him and they give him a fine. But that's that's not as bad as this. So another another example of this, right, are people being fined while wearing the masks, including a customer at a barber shop who lowered his mask to take a sip of water right as an officer entered the business for haircuts. <laughs> so as he was lowering it to take a drink of water, you can't even take a drink of water without getting fined for a hundred bucks. I, I, I um, oh. I, I'm tempted just to go down there and wear my mask improperly just to have one of these law enforcement officers give me <laughs> see a how ticket. many tickets you can get, and then I will be smiling from ear to ear as they're writing me the ticket because I will know I'm going to make a buttload of money off of these guys and want to file a lawsuit. It's just, uh, this is, yeah, it, it, this grinds my gears. It's an overreach. And what do you do? What do you do to combat it? You have law enforcement that are willing to write the tickets. You have uh, a judicial system that's willing to prosecute people and take their money. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You're going to dispute a hundred bucks. It's going to cost you more in, in legal fees. To, that's why to they make it that fight. That's it. why they make that's why they make it that it'll cost you around 200 to go to court and fight it because you got the hundred dollars that you're showing up on. You've got the hundred dollars. Probably they're going to earn 75 to 100 dollars. They're going to charge you for the court fee just for showing up. And then they'll probably find you guilty anyway, and you have to pay that. So they'll actually get more out of you. So it's easier to just pay it. But NBC Miami reports that the Miami-Dade police conduct, listen to this, Bruce, 500 random compliance checks each day to enforce the Mm. county's public health ordinance. Five. Okay, so they're looking for at least 500 cases a day. That's what they're looking for. Yep. Yeah, like I said, they're they're short on money. You know, they got to find some way to unreal, man. Unreal. I'd be I'd be pissed. I'd be absolutely yep. pissed. OK, yep. so speaking of money, it is extortion. It's legalized extortion. That's, that's exactly what it is. Yep. It's a shakedown. It's the government shaking yep. you down. That's what it is. Yep. And it's just the same. And I'm not knocking the average cop out there because the cops are just doing what they're told. But you know something in Nazi Germany? That's how it started. That's how it started. Mm-hmm. Doing what you were told. Just following orders. That's how it started. If you don't nip this in the bud now, I don't have to tell you where it goes. Sorry, I'm getting a little burned up myself. Uh-huh. I'll calm down. Uh-huh. I, I just I know history. I know where this stuff goes. It starts with something small like this. It, it just it starts yeah. with this just this little thing. Right. And especially when you got the population wearing something. No, no. Senator Mitch McConnell, you know, the guy that said it's not that complicated. Just wear a mask. Mm. It's not that complicated. You know that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mitch, it is. Yeah, it is. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell will propose cutting the additional unemployment benefits from 600 to 200 when Republicans unveil mm-hmm. their coronavirus relief package on Monday afternoon. Will this actually work? Is this going to work? So the, the Republicans, they want to slash the 600, right? We've talked about this the other day. Is it time to cut the 600? Well, they at least look like they're going to take some kind of initiative to uh, dial it back a little bit. But you got another take on that, didn't you? You say that this is a bad idea? So- 
it's partly a bad idea because they mandated they mandated shutdowns. They told us not to go to work. And now there are a lot of the numbers we've heard is anywhere from 40 to 50 percent of small businesses shut down permanently because of this. And it's probably even more is going to be in the near future because there's other places that are shutting down again, like California is talking about it. I don't know if they actually did. If we have another shutdown, that 40 to 50 percent is going to be much higher. And we've already talked about it. it's going to get much higher anyway over the years as as time continues that they won't be able to pay off their loans, you know, uh, mortgages, so on and so forth. And the business will shut the door now because the government said you have to shut down. Now it's your fault. You owe me for the profit lost, right? Now those businesses really should be going after the government in all honesty and should be going after them saying, you told us to shut down. You cost us our business. Now we're suing you. I mean, there, there needs to be some kind of repercussion for the shutdown. And, and the people that worked at those businesses, mm. they may not be able to find another job for quite a while. I mean, this may be a few years coming. So what are they supposed to do? You know, I mean... Unemployment only covers what is it half of what you're not even that not even that in some cases sometimes it's it's twenty to thirty percent that's that's really about all it is so and what happens if you're a gig worker you know like you're you're an Uber driver or something you know that that's a gig job what happens then you know I mean yeah or if you work at a bar you you lost or you or you work at a bar or if you're in New York. If you're in New York and you go, you're living under that communist state because that's what he's behaving like, or excuse right. me, that fascist state, whatever, that authoritarian state. All right, I'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. You're living up there and you're working at a bar. It's bad enough to just own it, apparently. So if right. you're just trying to keep your doors open, that's bad enough in and of itself. But what are you supposed to do if you right. work at one of these places? If you're just somebody that works for one of these guys or, or women, exactly. whoever owns the bar. Well, and that's that's actually another good point, because around here, especially the waiter, waitress, you know, the the staff there, they they live on tips. Right. That's a lot of large portion of their income is tips. If you're not able to work and you file for unemployment, you're not going to get the money that you lost, you know, as far as tips, because that's not your actual your your wage. You're going to get half of whatever you were making, which was in a lot of cases, it's minimum wage or, or just above it. So it hurts a lot of people. And unfortunately, because they went down this road, it's kind of like a you guys made the wrong decision in the beginning. Now you have to make it right. And the only way to make it right is to open things back up, let businesses do, you know, do their thing, let people decide whether they want to attend the business or not. Quit with these mandates, quit with these uh, freaking law enforcement, either writing you a ticket or arresting people for not wearing a mask properly or all that BS and compensate the people that you destroy their businesses. Uh, that unfortunately, that's the only choice you have because you went down the road of shutting everything down. It should have never have come to that. It should have been a, here's what we recommend doing. You guys self-govern yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so this brings into question the actions of state governors, obviously not from a, from a federal level, because it hasn't been that from the start. It's been the states that have been delegated that authority to take what actions they feel is necessary for their or are necessary for their state. This now calls into question, do we even need to shut down again? I think the answer is no, absolutely not. We can't afford to. And so I get where, that's, you, that's I get where I, you're coming from. That's exactly why I was saying, you know, we should self-govern because it it gives the people the chance to, OK, I have enough money that I can, you know, I can be one of the ones that shuts down. And if you're someone that works at like one of these essential businesses or you work at a restaurant or something or what a bar and you're like, OK, I can do it for a short time, but I have to get back to work. Well, you, you got to do it. And then the other thing is this, this is what really pisses me off, too, is the media. The media keeps making this such a hysterical thing. Like it, there's a 
bunch of hy- uh, hyperbolic nonsense going on right now. And people are terrified of going back out. Well, it's great if we can open businesses again, but now you have the media sitting here saying you're all going to die of COVID if you don't do what the WHO and what the CDC tell you. We know the NIH. Why they're saying. We know now why they're saying that, well, don't we? Yeah, we do. And because of that, people aren't going to go out to the businesses that are open. So it's kind of like a, you guys have screwed this over so badly. Yeah, well, we know what's coming. Unfortunately, we're in this place. And unfortunately, here I am, the one saying government's bad, right? And I'm yeah. saying, okay, government, you're going to have to pay the people. Yeah, and that's exactly people. what they're going to end up doing. Is they're <laughs> going to do a UBI. Bruce, Bruce, we're all socialists now, okay? People are putting up with it now because they still have the essence of what they think is freedom. They still have it. They've still yep. got their phone. They've still got their internet. They've still got lights on. They've still got running water. They've still got food in the fridge. They've still got TV. They got Netflix. They're good. TP. Yeah, toilet paper, all that. They're good, right? They're good. They got a car. They can get gas for the car. They're struggling to figure out how to get the money, but they still Mm -hmm. got all that. But yeah, once all that other stuff goes away. (laughs) Yeah. But with the UBI... They'll be like, well, here you can keep all you can keep everything you have. You can oh, keep sure. all that. We'll, we'll sure. just, you know, we'll pay you to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. But you're going to have to do what we tell you. Yeah. OK. Uh, you mentioned something about the stealing of money. Uh, there was yeah. say there was a money laundering scheme. Somebody was stealing some covid money. So I, how's that? How's that working? I, I didn't quite follow what you okay, were saying so, on earlier. So in 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 the, in the vein of this uh, government paying you money right because they told everybody to shut down some of the stimulus checks that went out uh, why were you calling it stimulus checks it's freaking it, it's paying them off to keep people I was going to say it's rioting hush but that's what it is it's hush money yeah there's people in retirement homes that some of them are you know in 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 a pretty rough way and there's 200 counts i believe in Pennsylvania alone where Retirement homes were stealing people's um, stimulus checks. Oh God! And yeah, and so there's been there's been a lawsuits filed and whatnot, and um, yeah, they're 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 going after these retirement homes for for stealing it. And the the way the wordage was for the stimulus is this isn't income, right? This is non taxable income, so it's a it's not able to be garnished in any way from you know tax collectors or from uh, creditors or any of that kind of stuff. So if you if you owe a mm-hmm. debt, this cannot be used to pay the debt. Or I mean, you can choose to use it, but it can't be forcibly taken from you. So not only is this illegal, but like stealing money from people is illegal anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean that's you, you don't do that. So yeah, uh, that that's something that's going on. And this this is what's despicable. These are people in retirement. This is our elderly, and in many cases, this is uh, elderly that. Are, are needing assistance as far as, uh, you know, medical assistance and having to be on, you know, different machines and whatnot. So to, to, to remain alive. And one of the cases, the, the dude was like 60, 62, I believe. He was pretty young, but he's had some health issues and needed the assistance. And the the retirement home is just like, yeah, we're, we're taking your money. And the only reason that some of the families found out about it is they had gotten a letter in the mail from the IRS saying, Hey, your money's coming and it'll be, it's should be deposited in the uh, bank account directly. And uh, they never seen the money. So they investigated and found out, ah, they, the, the retirement home stole it. And so they called the cops and they called some law firms and the governor and, you know, a bunch of others. And yeah, so now they're, they're filing lawsuits. That is absolutely despicable. That is despicable. That is I mean, yeah. this is, this is as bad as, as cases. I, and I've read about cases like something similar to that. 
where like these people will will um, you know kidnap this couple or something, this older couple, and they'll cash their social security checks. I mean, it's just it, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's disgusting, absolutely disgusting. This is no better, in my opinion. So that's that's terrible, man. That's absolutely terrible. You got some election stuff. You we want to do some? We want to do a little bit on the election? Yeah, we 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 have a little bit here. I mean, we've got Bernie Bros talking about stuff, and then we've uh-huh. got the first debate uh, to also talk about. So, all right, so let's talk about uh, the Bernie Bros. What do the Bernie Bros want? So the Bernie Bros are saying they're going to burn Milwaukee unless uh-huh. Medicare for all is in the Biden plan. But the Democrats have been advocating for Medicare for all for a decade. Longer than that, if you they include have, Dennis Kucinich, yeah. longer than that, he's been advocating for Medicare for all or Medi- yeah, Med- Medicare for all for a long time, longer than 10 years. OK, so as far as Biden's take on it, I'm pretty sure he's kind of not for it. He was there for Obamacare, right? And he helped with Obamacare. But he he's not really for government ran uh, health care. At least as far as I'm aware, he, he likes his I think he likes his um, um, government medical care. You know, the the ones that um, they're not restricted by laws like we are you know, medical care uh, and we pay for it for them. They like uh-huh. they like that, but they don't want the rest of the population to be for whatever reason. I don't know whether it's financial gain or whether it's a legitimate understanding that it's going to screw our medical system over. I, I don't I don't really know um, what the intent is there, but. Uh, they said they're going to burn it down if uh, Milwaukee down if they don't uh, if he doesn't uh, go along with it, which is well, a backpedaling. That, okay. They they said it originally if Bernie's not on the ticket, they're going to burn Milwaukee down. Well, now yeah, but saying, okay, yes, that yeah. that was true. But the thing is, is like the pandemic knocked Bernie out. Bernie's irrelevant now. Right. So and after what we talk about on Friday, he's even more irrelevant. So yeah, <laughs> the, the, I don't think people are going to be able to like that's some heavy stuff. I can't wait to get into that. But this thing with Bernie is. The pandemic made him irrelevant. Everything within this construct he was trying to promote, this uh, this socialism, democratic socialism, whatever it is, I'm doing the quote thing. The pandemic and the government spending made everything he was trying to promote irrelevant because they were just doing it anyway. I mean, we've thrown what, nine trillion at this problem in the U.S.? Nine trillion dollars we've thrown at this thing conservatively. And we're printing. Yeah. Uh, we, we've, we might as well put a smokestack out there next to the Fed. That's how much money we're printing. So I guarantee you the U.S. dollars lost at least 15 percent, if not more, since the start of COVID. So the 600 a week, there's your UBI. The $1,200, they're talking about another 1200 or even more. God only knows. You had the $3 trillion stimulus plan introduced by the House Democrats. That was, my God, that was the Green New Deal. That's all that was. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, well, I'll tell you what, if you think, if you think the, yeah, if you think the Green New Deal was big, wait till wait till you hear this later, later in the week. But this thing with uh, with Bernie, he's not needed anymore. Right. He's not needed anymore. We've got massive medical care stuff all over the country now because of all this covid stuff. We've got massive government employee systems coming in. Contact tracers. Everyone's going to get a government job if you if you lost your job in the private sector. So what do you need Bernie for? What's he needed for? So he dropped out. He took, uh, I don't know, God only knows what, a couple hundred thousand dollars in another uh, another vacation property. So, yeah, who knows? But he dropped out. He doesn't need to be in anymore. His system is taking hold. The mobs are in the streets. That's what he wants. So the mobs are there. The riots are happening. They're calling for the overthrow of capitalism. Government spending is a runaway train at this point. What do you need Bernie for? Everything that he's been advocating for is happening. So you don't need him. 
The only difference is, is we're seeing everything brought to the forefront by the times rather than by the person. So Medicare for all, as far as I'm concerned, it's a dead argument. It's a dead argument. So uh, just just for uh, the fun of it, Bernie's uh, walked away with about two point five to three million dollars. Oh, yes. The advertiser in the campaign money. Yeah. 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 They raked 15 percent off. Yeah. Right. And he raised about 20 million. So. Wow. I'll tell you, and that, he and the white, he and the old lady busted out that college up there in Vermont, didn't they? Along with the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. They walked away without, I forget how many tens of millions on that one. But anyway, so let's, um, let's talk about the debate. So what's up with the debate? We're actually going to have a debate. We're going to have a debate like a face to face across the stage, obviously a socially distanced. We're going to have a debate. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, the first, the first one is scheduled to be, uh, in Ohio on September 29th at the Sheila and Eric Sampson Pavilion, which is at the university's health education campus in Cleveland. So I believe the university is uh, Case Western Reserve University. Case Western, yes. It's a, um, I believe that is a criminal just. they specialize in criminal justice and criminal psychology, uh, criminal forensics, I believe. Uh, it's, that's a okay. college they specialize. Uh, also, Cleveland uh, Clinic is also helping uh, sponsor this or um, co-host it. I don't know, uh, but yeah, they're they're both getting together and doing this at the uh, the campus there. They're saying that this is an important time to have have the discussion and debate in the middle of the pandemic. You know, with all the importance of healthcare and scientific discoveries and um, all this, uh, they said it's it's a, an important time to to you know have these discussions. Okay, so and they're actually going to put Biden on the stage. Like he's actually going to be there and he's, he's going to be he's going to be debating. Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> In person. Lacking it, cognitive ability. Joe, like the, yeah, the guy that, that can't that even joke. string together a sentence. The guy that says we've lost one hundred and twenty five million people to covid. Joe. Yep. Yep. That's the one. He's going to be on stage. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Something tells me something tells me that they're floating that idea now. And something's going to come up. So, something's going to something's going to happen. They're going to say, "Oh well, you know, it's, we can't take. We, we were going to, and then we're we've there's too much of a risk." And and yeah, 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 so, yeah. We had to shut down. Cleveland's yeah. locking down again. Yeah, yeah, something's coming. They're they're going to try and. Mm-hmm. I, if that happens, I will be very surprised. I will be very surprised because the Democrats they have to keep Joe off that stage. They have to keep him off that stage. Well, you know. I mean, it, the next thing on the list is either um, an asteroid smashing into the earth, uh, lizard people or UFOs. I mean, that, that's kind of what we have left on the list of 2020. So, you know, it could be any any one of those things uh, that happened about that time. And they're like, oh, you know, emergency. We can't we can't do it. OK. All right. Well, something's going to come up with that one. I, I just have a feeling on that. Something's going to come up because I, you can't put Joe up there. When's the convention? When, when's the convention? I know I've asked that question before. When's the convention? It's coming up. So my guess is they're going to pull him off the ticket before he even gets to that debate. That's my guess. That's my guess. Uh, yeah. So it's coming up August 17th. OK, so in two weeks, roughly, roughly, just a little over two weeks. Yeah. So two and a half weeks, we're looking at the DNC and it's going to be a virtual one. Yes, it's going to be a virtual convention. I think that's what they're going for. So I believe so. Yeah, if they 
Hmm, I don't know, man. This is going to be a tough one because I, I think that they're going to take him off the ticket. That's just my opinion. I don't have anything to back that up with. That's not some conspiracy theory. I'm just saying I have a feeling they're going to pull him off that ticket because they can't put him. No, I don't like I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't know what the Democrats are going to do, but you can already see what's happening. They're already saying, well, uh, Trump's not going to leave. He's not he's not going to go. Uh, we're going to have to have the military arrest him and escort him out. So they're going to contest the election. You already see it. Right. That's that's already there. And you can bet that whoever Joe picks as a VP, which you're saying he's got a top candidate at the moment, or at least the media is saying that whoever he mm-hmm. picks, they're going to be the president within the first six months. That That's going to happen. Something's going to come up or if it's even Joe, something's going to come up. Well, he, there's this issue and yeah, he can't be there. So he resigns. Then we're stuck with an unelected person like we were with LBJ and Gerald Ford. Who's his top pick at the moment? Who's the media saying his top pick at the moment? Because something's changed on this one. Yes. The media is saying Susan Rice is the the top of the uh, VP picks right now. Susan Rice, the woman who should be in handcuffs. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So if I'm remembering correctly, she had some dealings with the whole Ukraine. And that is Latvia it. That's it. And, that's it. Yeah. They can't put. OK, that's that's it right there. That, that, that Ukraine connection. She was one of the people in the Obama White House meeting as they were leaving. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. She did the email. She uh, yes. sent an email to herself or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it was really sketch. Yes. So and also she was involved with the Ukraine thing with Joe. So she could go in to protect the network. That's it. I could see that if he picks Susan Rice. Yeah. But see, here's the problem. The public doesn't know Susan Rice. Not not largely anyway. They don't really know her. But okay, All right. I guess we'll we'll just keep an eye on that one. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Mm -hmm. But that's an interesting play. We are going to have to go. uh, But thanks for taking the time today, Bruce. For those of you who have not and you would like to, please do give us a follow over on the social media platform of Parlor. We really appreciate all the comments you drop us, all the likes, the echoes, the upvotes, and all of the feedback that you do give us, good or bad. We like it all. Uh, so you can give us a follow over there. We would really appreciate that. You can follow me. I'm at Anderson 3 You can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Thank you for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.